Am I good to start now or? Hey everybody, welcome to Modern Day Debate. Tonight's topic is Mormonism true. Uh, we've got Aaron Ra on the atheist side and Kyle Adams going to start us off with the Mormon side. Uh, uh, Kyle, the floor is all yours. Hey, it's good to be here. It's good to, to meet you, uh, Aaron Ra. And uh, when it comes, I'm a, a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And when it comes to knowing if this church is true, well, it really depends on what that church is. And we claim that this is the church that Jesus built uh, back in his days, but it's been restored into our days. It's the exact same church. And we can know that this is the exact same church by examining its structure. And so I'm going to po point you to the uh the just the very foundation itself i'll i'll wait for you to come back here for a moment here all right okay well i was kind of talking to him i don't want to be talking just you know, i'm not just talking to the audience here so uh i've got a scripture here that kind of helps us see the foundation of jesus's church in his day and i'll describe exactly how we have the exact same foundation that he established. And so I'll first point us to, to Matthew chapter 16. It says, when Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples saying, whom do men say that I, the son of man am? And they said, some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He saith unto them, But whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say unto thee, that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So that's a really important scripture because it establishes the foundation of the church. It's not pointing to people and what other people say. It's all about that revelation. Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, okay? For flesh and blood hath not manifested unto thee, but thy Father which is in heaven. So as missionaries... When we go out and teach a lesson, our primary objective is to help you establish that same foundation that uh, that Jesus was able to establish with with Peter here. It's our ambition, like every missionary, every missionary's ambition, to be able to look you square in the eye and say, "Blessed art thou." Aaron Ra, sorry, Aaron Ra, blessed art thou, Aaron Ra, for flesh and blood hath not manifested unto thee, but thy Father which is in heaven. That is the foundation of revelation that we all seek to, to help you establish. We want our Heavenly Father to manifest it unto you, and that is the greatest proof that we could ever give you. Like, bar none. So, with that 
foundation, we can kind of see that repeated all throughout the Bible. Another really big place that we see that established is in the parable of the 10 virgins. Jesus uh, likens the kingdom of heaven unto 10 virgins, uh, which took their lamp and went forth to meet the bridegroom. And there are five that are wise who bring their own oil. And then there are five that are foolish. And uh, they don't bring, like, they don't have enough. They don't bring their own oil. And uh, and it's a, a really powerful uh, parable here because uh, when the foolish say, uh, give us of your oil for our lamps have gone out. The wise answer is saying, no, lest there not be enough for us and you, but go ye rather and sell them to, uh, to them that sell and buy for yourselves. Uh, and then they, the, the foolish come and say, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he said, verily I say unto you, I know you not. That I know you not, I think is one of the most powerful part, parts in, in this parable uh, is for not letting the, the foolish virgins in because this oil represents a relationship that's why he says i know you not and so we want to help people develop a relationship with their savior and develop a relationship with our heavenly father and when we have that same foundation today of a relationship that's humongous evidence that this is the exact same church that jesus built uh, another scripture here is uh, Matthew chapter 7. It says, Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. So here we see that kind of same terminology. And the rains descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house and it fell not for it was founded upon a rock. Okay, this rock is that sure foundation. You've got really good footing on it. And it says, And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine, and doeth them not, shall be likened unto a foolish man, which built not his house upon a rock. Sorry, uh, which, which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon the house. And it fell, and great was the fall of it. And it came to pass, when Jesus had ended these sayings, that the people were astonished at his doctrine. So it's all about having our own personal experiences. It's we can't just have we can't just rely on someone else's experiences. It's all about us, what we witness for ourselves. Uh and a lot of that is our own miracles, the, the manifestations of our Heavenly Father. And uh, so when missionaries go out and teach people, it's all about uh, helping them gain their own experiences. And we are able to, uh, the way I like to describe it is, it's Jesus described himself as living water. He's a well of living water. And sometimes when it comes to accessing water, we need to do a little bit of digging on our part. We have, and uh, in order to draw that water up. And uh, so when John says, 
uh, sorry, in John chapter seven, it says, uh, Jesus answered them and said, my doctrine is not mine, but his that sent me. If any man will do his will, he will know of the doctrine, whether it be of God or whether I speak of myself. And so that's part of the test here. And that's where I like to kind of bring science into this is we, uh, we have to test the doctrine and as we do the work, as we establish that connection, that's when we're able to draw out the water, taste of it for ourselves and, uh, and witness these things for ourselves. If, if something, if I've witnessed something for myself and someone tries to, Oh no, that's, you know, they try to cast doubt on it. That's kind of the winds and all these trials that kind of can beat upon you. But so long as I've witnessed it for myself, Nothing's going to shake me. Yeah, there's a lot of secondhand witnesses and stuff, and that can, you know, that's not a very strong foundation. And so that's kind of what we saw with the the parable of the ten virgins is the the secondhand accounts, people uh, trying to live on borrowed light, and then there's the the firsthand accounts that won't shake you. So. Uh, this is a gospel that depends on firsthand accounts, just like it did in Jesus's day. And I can personally tell you about all kinds of miracles that I have witnessed, testifying that this church is true. I've seen my children healed. I've seen the power of the priesthood bless my family. It's given us a lot of direction and help throughout my life. I've seen many prayers answered. And I, pr okay. I promise you that if you can keep, make and keep some basic commitments, meeting with the missionaries, that you'll see miracles happen in your life too. And you will have that experience. For flesh and blood hath not manifested unto thee, but thy Father which is in heaven. And this I say in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. All right, Kyle, thank you so much for those words. Uh, before I pass things on to Aaron, real quick, I just want to do a quick shout out to Dallas, Texas. If you're in Dallas, Texas right now, let me see you in the chat. Modern Day Debate is coming to Dallas, Texas to do a live show. As you can see in Aaron's incitement, he will also be there on stage for you guys debating uh, some of the more interesting topics uh, that you could pretty much imagine at DebateCon I would wager there's going to be very few topics not touched on you can get your tickets uh, at the event center uh, link here in the description so feel free to head on down there now if you're not watching us today from Texas no problem we are also doing a crowdfund, so if you guys want to help support the channel and DebateCon, uh, please click on the uh, Indigo link in the description and, and, and show your support in that way. Um, I'm going to real quick hit the like button, as you guys all should, because Arn, it is your turn. See, this is why it was more responsible. It, it would have been more responsible to have you command the remute button. All right. Yeah, yeah thank you very much. Uh, in 1826, a 20-year-old grifter named Joseph Smith 
was arrested in Bainbridge, New York, on charges of being a disorderly person and an imposter, what we today would call a fraud. Court records referred to Smith as a glass looker because he was hired by a wealthy businessman named Josiah Stowell to act as a sort of treasure digger, specifically a psychic seer who would locate treasure by the gift and power of God. However, finding hidden treasures using supernatural devices like divining rods or seer stones has the same record of consistent failure as does faith healing. So Smith never actually found any treasure. Stoll's nephew recognized that Joseph Smith was defrauding his uncle and filed a legal complaint. There's an old adage that it is easier to lie to someone than to convince them that they've been lied to, and that is was uh, nicely illustrated here. Whether because of embarrassment or sunk cost fallacy or uh, shame or simple credulity, it is often the case that the victim a mark of, or mark of a con job doesn't realize that they've been had until everyone else points it out. So Stowell testified on Joseph's behalf about how these treasure digs worked. Smith said that he had a certain stone which he could put in a hat and that he would put his his face in the hat and the stone would act like a crystal ball, showing him where to find hidden gold. And Smith had performed this supernatural service for Josiah Stowell several, several times, wherein Smith told Stowell where he could dig to find these treasures. Stowell paid Smith for the information and Doug were instructed, but never found any of the promised gold. Smith's father, Joseph Sr., testified on little Joey's behalf, that, saying that his boy really did possess the power and gift of God. Because of, of course he did. If, it, if it's true that you know the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, then it's fair to assume that Joseph Smith Sr. was a crooked liar just like his son. Either he was just trying to save his own child, or he might have really believed that, because people can be really stupid, as my interlocutor will doubtless demonstrate for you tonight. Other witnesses testified that they were disgusted at the palpable deception that Smith used. Another stated that Joseph pretended to know the location of a buried treasure chest, that Joseph said that, you know, as they kept digging for it, he said that the treasure chest kept settling away from them on account of an enchantment such that no matter how deep they dug, the, the, the trunk kept repeating deeper, keeping about the same distance away from them, according to information that Smith pretended to get from the magic rock in his hat. So we're talking about imagined inanimate objects retreating as if consciously and allegedly magically to escape detection and hide further down in the earth. That anyone ever actually believed this is a testament to how stunningly stupid people can be. Smith played this con for years uh, in a few places. It was reported that Smith pretended to know where lost property of various kinds could be found in Palmyra, and that he used his seer stone pretending to know where coins were buried in Pennsylvania. But while he often collected payment for using this alleged psychic powers in this way, no one could cite a single instance where this stunt ever led to anyone actually finding anything of value. Somehow, Smith, somehow Josiah Stowell was still unaware of how he had been fooled, even though his own testimony on Smith's behalf made that so obvious to everyone else that it was damning. Joseph Smith was convicted and fined for fraud, but he was too poor to pay the fine because he obviously couldn't really find hidden gold after all. He could pretend to, you know, to give up the whereabouts and then collect his payment for some greedy, from some greedy gullible rube and then get the hell out of there while someone else dug and dug and dug for it in vain. Still, the judge at the time apparently showed 
inappropriate leniency. He didn't want to throw Joe in jail just for being poor, so he allowed him what they called at the time leg bail, uh, a designed escape. In other words, the judge simply let the boy go. It's too bad, too. If the judge had done what he legally should have done, we wouldn't have a Mormon church today, because one year later, Joseph Smith, using that same seer stone, claimed to have found the golden plates, which became the Book of Mormon. So he finally found his old his own gold. Oh, except that no one else ever actually got to see those golden plates. They had to be hidden away in secret for Joe's eyes only. Yeah, because people really can be that dumb, especially when faith is involved. Because then you're going to see things that aren't even there. Now, just to get into the appropriate mindset of the time, just as we today fantasize about spaceships that we haven't built yet, Americans in the early part of the 19th century fantasized about submarines, which they hadn't perfected yet. And just as we might fixate on hidden codes of one kind or another, so too did they, knowing that Egyptians had a formal language that no one yet knew how to read. Well, the Rosetta Stone had actually been deciphered in 1822, just five years earlier, but news traveled much more slowly back then. So Joseph Smith was as yet unaware of this in 1827 when he claimed to have found a book made of gold that was allegedly written in an imaginary language that he made up and called Reformed Egyptian. He said that the secret book that no one else but him could see was written by pre-Columbian Native Americans who were allegedly secretly Jewish immigrants and pre-Christian Christians who came to the Holy Land and you know, from, came from the Holy Land to the, the New World aboard wooden submarines that were allegedly built around 2600 BCE. And then also uh, an ocean-faring boat that was built around 600 BCE. Now, Joseph Smith conned another gullible rube, Martin Harris, who was wealthy enough and stupid enough to fund the translation process. And not only would he fund it, making him Joseph Smith's boss, but he would also be Smith's employee, working as his scribe over a period of translation, wherein no one was allowed to see the golden plates that they're supposed to be translating. The resulting work was the Book of Mormon, which was largely a ripoff of the Bible, but with a lot of uh, obvious fan fiction thrown in. When they finished the first book, the Book of Lehi, Martin asked to take the manuscript home with him to get his wife's approval of the investment. Uh, Martin then returned to Joseph Smith with the news that the 116-page book was lost. And most historians believe that Lucy, Martin's wife, was simply withholding the manuscript to see if Joseph could reproduce the Book of Lehi verbatim. Uh, either that or she burned it in disgust. Either way, Joseph Smith could not reproduce it because he wasn't translating from an original document like he said. He was making, up as, he making it up as he went along, and he couldn't remember everything he wrote verbatim. So instead, Joseph Smith wrote first and second Nephi to replace the book of Lehi, and he claimed it was from the same timeline, but from a different perspective. Lehi's son, Nephi, and therefore contained many of the same elements, but was written differently. A bold save. But that bullshit excuse obviously failed to convince Mrs. Harris who was obviously much wiser than her foolish husband. So Martin was cut out of the translation process, and Oliver Cowdery took over. Yet, Joseph Smith was still able to dupe Martin Harris out of more money whenever he needed it. And this is when Lucy Harris decided that she couldn't stay married to such a credulous stooge anymore. So she sued for divorce, and the Harris farm was liquidated to settle the suit and to fund the printing of the Book of Mormon. 
Thus, Joseph Smith established the Mormon Church. Then, at the height of Egyptomania, which was going on at the time, an artifact dealer heard that Joseph Smith could translate Egyptian. So he sold some mummies and papyri to, to the church, and Joseph translated the hieroglyphs, creating his own Egyptian alphabet out of the individual characters. He eventually translated one portion, the Book of Abraham, and published it in 1842, along with three facsimiles in the papyri. It was canonized in 1880 and remains modern Mormon scripture to this day. However, by 1855, it was known that the translation uh, was fabricated and false. The actual papyri were common funerary rites, te uh, texts dating to more than a millennium after the biblical Abraham. The papyri were, that were thought to have been lost uh, were rediscovered in the late 1960s, and Joseph's translation is nonsense, and every serious Egyptologist today rejects it. Even the church itself knows that the book of Abraham is false because they admitted that none of the characters in the papyrus fragments mentioned Abraham's name or any of the events recorded in the book of Abraham. The early Mormon church was dangerously militant and engaged in organized crime. Smith, for example, reportedly ran brothels where his call girls would would, would poison his political opponents at his command, and their bodies would then feed the fishes in the river. And as he was the prophet, and he could make the scriptures say whatever he wanted, just like Muhammad before him, then Joseph was allowed to have as many wives as he wanted, somewhere between 30 and 40. They could be as young as he wanted. He was caught with a 16-year-old. He married a 14-year-old. And sometimes he would simply take another man's wife as his own just because he wanted to. That's, that's what an awful crime boss he was. Smith was arrested numerous times on various charges, but usually escaped conviction. 1830 was arrested multiple times for being a disorderly person, and then he moved from New York to Ohio, and a warrant was issued there, so he fled to, uh, to Missouri, and then he was arrested, he was charged again, so he fled to Illinois, and then after the Mormon War, he was charged with treason, I'm having to speed all these up, and finally in Illinois, he went too far when he arranged to have a mob destroy a printing press that was speaking out against him, and he was murdered while trying to escape jail for treason. Oh, and the religion he made up? Absolutely fraudulent nonsense, but we'll get into that during the discussion part of this debate. All right. Thanks for that speedy finish there, Arne. Uh, great job. Okay, everyone. So once again, calling out to all of the Modern Day Debate fans in Dallas, Texas. Modern Day Debate will be going live on stage, and tickets can be grabbed right here in the description section. Also, the usual call to action stuff, guys. If you haven't subscribed, Modern Day Debate has just hit 127,000 subscribers. Uh, I missed when it happened. It, it must have just happened. Um, I have been watching it all day. Uh, also, hit that like button and feel free to show your support for DebateCon 4 in the Indiegogo down below. We are about to enter in a 60-minute uh, open discussion. Um, Remember to get your super chats in. It'll be a first come, first serve uh, scenario with those, and also try to keep them respectful. Uh, gentlemen, the floor is all yours. So, uh, Kyle, I uh, got a couple of questions for you. Uh, your reference to Jesus and Simon uh, had nothing whatsoever to do with the foundation of Mormonism. So, I mean, that's the first thing that needs to be addressed. Can you show me anything? that Jesus ever said to distinguish Mormonism from every other Christian sect? You'll want to unmute, Kyle. 
I felt like your question there was chopped in half. Uh, wh what was your question again? Can you show me anything Jesus ever said to distinguish Mormonism from every other Christian sect? Um, okay, so what Jesus wrote in his day uh, was uh, talking about the foundation of the church and kind of the way it was built, and it was really focused on this revelation. And uh, so he, you're not seeing them point to later. He's just saying, this is the way the church is built. This is the foundation. Upon this rock, I will build my church. And so uh, as part of claiming that this is Jesus's church built in our day, we're going to say that this is the exact same rock that, that Jesus built his church on. Okay, so Jesus. you can't tell me, show me anything that Jesus ever said that distinguishes Mormonism from every other cult. And okay, in that case, then uh, where can we read what Jesus wrote? Where can we read what Jesus wrote? Yes, because I, I deal with a lot of biblical scholars in in you know doing the analysis of the Bible, and one of the big complaints with Christianity is the fact that Jesus never wrote anything. That is something here, and that's kind of it. This is the testimony of other people. It's a testimony of Mark, <laughs> Matthew, Mark. Well, Except you don't actually have those testimonies are erroneous. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John were not written by Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. According to you? No, not according to me. According to again the biblical scholarship, there is the some biblical... possibility that Luke might have been associated with Luke. But the other ones, and that's only a possibility, that's not a probability. But in no case were the other Gospels, is that even considered? That's that's like not even a thing. Okay, so I just have your word for it on this matter right now. Well, I, so. I, if, if you, you studied it at all, I mean, if you get into the biblical history, you'll see why it can't have been. You know, the, these documents that, that turn up like decades later, that first of all, they, they don't say that they're written by that person. They're talking about everything in third person. They're talking about they're talking about everything not in the not in the terms that you would expect of a witness. Certainly not giving an eyewitness account. They're all talking about third person from somebody that's outside of the story entirely. Okay. Regardless of of this, whether it's true or not, what matters is the words that are written, right? The content of it. And so, regardless of who wrote it, okay, it, it, the. The principle remains the same. The, the principle being, this is the rock we're on. That is the okay, foundation but, but of the But your church. rock, your rock doesn't show up for another eighteen hundred years. The rock doesn't show up for another eighteen hundred right. years. Revelation. So when you when you have the, the this falsified history about these uh, Native Americans that, that aren't Native Americans, they're Jewish because they, we know that Native Americans are not Jewish. But you just just that whole fan fiction doesn't show up until 1800 years later uh, so that's that the the testimony of lehi and nephi and all these other made-up names none of that is the rock that jesus was talking about and every other christian denomination will I tell you what the rock is and that it's not that i i didn't claim that that was the rock the, the, the I, rock sorry, is firsthand I'm... I could have sworn that's what you just said just now. No, the the rock that I said repeatedly in my opening statement was its firsthand account witnesses. Okay, right, it and is, you don't have that. I do have that. That's you what don't. I said. I do. You don't. 
I, you can't tell me what miracles I have and haven't experienced. You can't tell me how many prayers have been answered. We're, we're, we're talking about a religion that mm-hmm. existed before you. So your personal experiences mean nothing in this case. Well, we're talking this is about... a living describe <laughs> this is a living foundation, not a dead one. Okay, but, but it doesn't matter. If we're still talking about something that pre-existed you mm-hmm. and for which we have data to show when it was formed and how it came about and all of that. That we we can have evidence that we can follow. Subjective impressions are absolutely meaningless, particularly to someone like myself who has already experienced, you know, being a reborn Christian, being raised as a Mormon, and then and then spending years as a as a neo-pagan spiritualist, as an as an occultist, I know exactly how deceptive faith can be. So when you when you use the auto-deceptive nature of faith as your sole argument, then you literally don't have an argument. It's not faith, it's knowledge. And if you... Except that it's not knowledge. If it was knowledge, then you would be able to demonstrate it. You would be able to show what you know, and you can't do that. It's a, okay. It's about an experience. And so it's like whether or not I've ridden in the car or not, okay, right? I turn so... the key, the car turns on. And so that it's an Speaking experience. of cars then, were you there when cars were invented? I didn't. I don't have to be when, there when ah, cars were okay, invented. Okay, so why I don't have you have to, to be? If, if all of this is about personal experience... Then why don't you have to be there? Because I can experience it for myself. I can go out and you my can experience and... the invention of the automobile in eighteen eighty eight. I can experience the well. I I can experience the the cars that are existing right now. But that doesn't tell you be... when they were invented, now, does it? What does tell you when cars were invented? Uh, it's not really a matter of when it was invented. That I feel like if I ask the... when they were invented, then it becomes a matter of when they were invented. So how do how do what determines when cars were invented? What determines when cars are invented? Well, I can yeah, you, talk about personal matter. experience. Does your personal experience show that cars were invented before or after radio? Or do you need data, facts that imply? Do, do, well, do you we need can to go... rely on those instead of your experience? Okay. We have cars today. I can uh-huh. go step into my car. I can turn it on. That tells me the car works. Uh huh. And it, the fact that your car has a radio in it, does that mean that the car existed before the radio or did the radio exist before the car? And does your personal experience have fuck all to do with either one of these? Right. It's completely irrelevant. Right. Okay. So you ha- your, your personal experience is completely irrelevant. We have to deal with data and what is actually implied by the facts. So. You weren't there to personally experience the invention of the car. You weren't there to personally experience the formation of the church. None of that. Your personal experience, whatever miracles that you've mistaken for, you know, for the natural occurrences or coincidences that you've mistaken for miracles are irrelevant. We're talking so, about whether Mormonism is true. And you haven't said anything at all about Mormonism, period. Your job I, in this debate is to show things that Mormonism says or believes or holds to be true that are separate from all the other Christian beliefs. And I'm going to qualify Mormonism as a subset of Christianity because you did. And you're going to show me how, and you show the audience how that thing that Mormonism believes that's different from all the other Christian sects, that thing is true. And you're going to be able to do that without your personal experience because your personal experience means nothing. So show me something tangible. Show me something we can all look at. 
Okay, so my objective here is to show that the that I, uh, the, the, the whole thing is I am more Christian than all these other ones because, yeah, because I'm, they're I'm all more Christian than you because you use the same bullshit story that all of them do that they are the true Christians and you are not because, you know, Catholics are not true Christians. Jehovah's Witnesses are not true I, Christians. I don't claim that they're not true Christians. And, and Mormons okay. are not true Christians. I, and now Mormons are saying that, that all Christians. these others are not true Christians. So you're, this is why your collective personal experiences mean nothing. You have to show the data. Show me something Mormonism believes that you can show to be true. If you're going to say that Mormonism is true, then how is, first, how is Mormonism distinguished from all these other religious groups? Show that first, and then show how we can show the truth of it without personally, without having to trust your personal experiences, because I already know better than that. Okay, so this is all about, that's what Jesus said was the foundation of his church. And, and so every other Christian to, church, not Mormonism. You're supposed to be defending church. Mormonism today. Okay, well, this is about the church of Jesus Christ. That's what we are claiming to be. Okay, so you're going to defend Christ. Catholicism, Greek Orthodoxy, Russian Orthodoxy? I'm just defending the church of Jesus Christ, which is what we claim to be, the church of okay. Jesus Christ. And so there are many offshoots of that, and I acknowledge that. And I okay, don't, so, so the ones not, that I don't came... claim that they're not Christian. Okay, they all... right, So is Orthodoxy and Catholicism, are these offshoots? of mormonism it's the church of jesus christ okay the mormon is not do you know what mormonism is it is uh yes i i do know what mormonism is if you look it up in the dictionary it's members of the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints of latter-day saints and that that's an important distinction mm -hmm. the latter day because they didn't exist during the great schism that, that got us orthodoxy on one side and Catholicism on the other, where prior to that, those you had a were, bunch of different. Those Christian were not cults. the latter days. So it's just a matter right, of time period. Right. At the dawn of Christianity to the rock that Christ, that, that Jesus was supposedly talking about, the church that he initially founded was, was something that existed before the great schism. When you still had the Luciferians was a, still a Christian cult, for example, before you had the schism between Catholicism and orthodoxy, before you had the 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 reformation where you suddenly had protestantism breaking away from catholicism and all these other things all these other christian groups that mostly started around the 19th century or were in the 19th century where your religion did too you're not talking about you're not defending jesus the purpose of this debate for you is to show that the church of jesus christ of latter day saints is true because the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints says very different things than all the other Christian sects. And you, in this debate, are supposed to show that that's true. Do you yeah. know what Mormonism says that's different than other Christian sects? Yeah, I can say a lot of things, but the Church of Jesus Christ can't be true if the Church of Jesus Christ isn't true. And so... Well, yeah, you could stop with of, just half that separate, sentence. You're trying to separate the two. Yeah, you, you can stop with half the sentence. The Church of Jesus Christ right. can't be true. We can stop it with that. It, it's the but, same but thing. You it's want... just a matter of time period. The yeah, Church it, of Jesus it, Christ it's, of Latter-day Saints just... can't be true if the former church wasn't, yeah. Yeah, the former church wasn't true. true either. And we can get there. But I want to take baby steps. Let's crush Mormonism first before we squash Christianity. 
And then we can move this on to theism in general. Christianity. You, yeah, you're trying to separate the two, but you can't. Uh, Christianity no. is a parent category. Would you it's, believe that you know, are, are, are sharks a, a subset of goldfish? No, both of them are a subset of fish. So fish is the parent category nice. that includes both sharks and goldfish, right? Okay. So you can, Mormonism. Parent category is a good term for it. Mormonism. So we have foundation. subset of Christianity sub and Christianity is a subset of theism. Let's start with the thing that you were here to defend. Mormonism is because mm -hmm. this debate topic was not, is Christianity true? This debate topic was, was Mormonism true? Well, so, I'm not a Mormon, so that's kind of, you're not a Mormon. Uh, I, I'm a, I'm a member Why of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Are okay. you're not a more oh, you're the church. We don't Jesus use Christ the term Latter Mormon. Is there another word? The Wait, I was baptized in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. You know what they're called? Mormons. By you who? know what their holy book is called? By who? The Book of Mormon. You uh -huh. know, you know who you know who calls them Mormons? My entire family who are Mormon. That's who calls them Mormons. They call themselves yeah. Mormon. We specifically my, my mother said we are my not mother works in the temple. Uh -huh. She knows what the fuck a Mormon is. That yeah, we we specifically come out and say we are not Mormons. That's no yeah, you. Guess, that's and this is a new trend, but it didn't always. It wasn't always that way. I grew up with this church. They didn't have a problem calling themselves Mormons until like less than ten years ago, mm -hmm. and then that didn't last long. Somebody wanted to create a controversy over it, and then people got over it, and you guys are Mormons again. Big damn deal. The point is what? that is totally BS. The point I'm sorry. is, you were supposed to defend the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, the people who call themselves Mormon, the people everybody else calls Mormon, the people with the Holy Book called the Book of Mormon. You're supposed to defend that separate from all other Christian sets, and then when we're done with that, then if you like, then we can look to Christianity and then theism and then supernaturalism in general. I don't distinguish the, a difference between the two. They are one and the same. Okay, so, you, so you're you just, you're trying you really hard to tear, from ducks. You're trying really hard to tear them apart, but they are one and the same, and that is my entire okay, opening so you, statement. So you don't think that there's that they any are difference one and the same between a, a mallard and a muscovy or a wood duck? They're all exactly the same thing. They're all well, mallards. They're all they're all ducks, but they're all part ducks. Of, so there's. So is there a difference between a mallard and a muscovy or a wood duck or any of the or a peking duck or any of these others? A Christian is just someone who believes in Jesus. Okay. And... Were you aware that the header for the debate that we were invited to did, did did they were they forthcoming with you? Did they tell you what the debate topic was when yes. they invited you to do this? Yes. Did they throw the word Mormonism in there? Uh yes. Ah, so now you're pretending you don't know what Mormonism is, but you agreed to do a debate where you defend Mormonism. Well, I've told them repeatedly defend, that I am a member you of the Church defend a belief Jesus system Christ? when you don't even know what the belief system is? I am very much aware of what, the, what my belief system is. And, so it is your yeah. belief system, and you are, in fact, a Mormon. Very good. I'm glad we got through the bullshit arcade, and we got to this point, where we should have been five minutes ago. So, back to square one. Show me something that Mormons, that, that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints says, the Mormons says, that is different than Catholicism, different than the Jehovah's Witnesses, different from the Seventh-day Adventists, different from Orthodoxy, and so on. 
what is it that Mormonism believes that's different from all these others, and then show how that is true. Well, I, if you listen to my opening statement, it's all about the foundation. And so yeah, I realized me... you didn't have a foundation. And the sad thing is, is you didn't realize that you didn't have one. The Upon this rock, I will build my church. Right, that I is know, a foundation so of you, you modern day revelation. Oh, I do know what I'm talking no, about. No, you don't. You don't okay, know well, what the we don't know what the rock is. You don't know what the foundation is. Now you're pretending you don't know what Mormonism is, or alternately pretending you don't know what Mormonism. When it's convenient for you, then you remember what Mormonism is, but you still can't defend it, can you? So tell me something that Mormons believe that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints believes that is different than all the other Christian sects. Show me that first, and then. Show me how we know that that is true. If you can't do both of those things, just concede defeat now, and we can change the topic if you like. We can debate about something else. Well, this is all about establishing that this is the same church as it was back then. Except that it isn't, is it? It is. It's got the same foundation. Where, where is Nephi and Lehi and the submarines and all of that? That's where is that not... mentioned? It doesn't need to be mentioned over there. Okay, There's, well, if, it, yeah. if you're talking about a different... this, if you're talking about a religion that is based on these documents that are not mentioned anywhere, then you can't say that it's the same church. Now, can you? Okay, so I can have my own personal experiences, and I can Which write about those irrelevant. personal experiences. That personal experiences is the foundation I just mentioned. Okay, okay? you don't you don't have a foundation then. I have lots of personal experiences. I don't yeah, know what you're talking about. Yeah, but no foundation. About. The personal experiences is the foundation. Then you don't have a foundation. And what you're supposed to be doing is you're supposed to be defending, is Mormonism true? Not is Christianity true, is Mormonism true? So there's a specific subset mm -hmm. that you're going to focus on that. You're not going to argue whether Christianity is true. So it doesn't matter what you think the rock is. You're wrong, but it doesn't matter what you think it is. You're arguing for Mormonism. Now, you and I can both list things that Mormons believe that are different than what all Christians believe, and okay. that Jesus never mentioned. The Church of Jesus Christ list. of Latter-day Saints can't be true unless Christianity itself is true. That is, yeah, right. it is but Christianity. Christianity here's, here's an important thing. Christianity, it, for the purpose of this logical discussion, it is logically possible that christianity could be true and mormonism still be false you understand what that means well it's so long as it's the same doctrine then is it that doesn't work so the the, the jehovah's witnesses are they the true religion well i don't see them building on the same kind of foundation aren't they don't they declare the same rock you do well they believe in jesus but okay, i don't so see that's, them talking that's, that's all, so what you're saying is the jehovah's witnesses are the true faith i did not and you say would that. be are you equally adept at defending jehovah if they had called you and to, to, to debate me on is jehovah's witness the true christian church would you be able to do that today okay it's not the, it's totally different that's a yes or no question if if i am if i yeah i wouldn't debate you on that why because i don't believe that the, yeah that it's okay, got, so you do it's got, part, it's got many truths to it. Okay, so you accept it has many truths to it, but it's not a hundred percent true. You so accept they have the elements of it that okay? logically Christianity could be true, 
But that does not mean that Orthodoxy is the true Christian church, or that Catholicism is the true Christian church, or that you know, Southern Baptists, or the Seventh-day Adventists, or any of the others. It doesn't mean that any of the subsets are necessarily the true Christian church. Okay. At best, so, at best, where they differ from each other would be what would you call that? Where where the things that Jehovah's Witnesses believe that no other Christians believe, those would be false. Then, right? Okay. So here's my 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 that big thing. Remember how too. in my opening statement, in my opening statement, please let me talk. Uh, in my opening statement, I I mentioned the parable of the ten virgins. Right there are the there were those who had the oil who had their own personal experiences that was able to sustain them. And then there, there are those who lived on borrowed light, okay, who lacked the personal experiences to sustain them. They didn't have that foundation, okay? It was the uh, foundation of sand. You're just kind of going off of secondhand accounts. And so those who had that personal experiences, they are the ones that said did, uh, Jesus welcomed in. And those who did not, I know you not kind of an experience. And so that's the the real question right there is which one is founded on those kind of personal experiences. But and, none of them yeah. are founded on personal experiences. They're all founded on doctrine, which is not personal experiences. These are well, I've are I've studied down. a long time with the Jehovah's Witnesses. Yeah. And uh they're not ones who are continually urging me. To, to pray and ask and find out for myself that uh, that it's not how their church works, but that's like the very first thing we teach people to do is pray and ask and find out for yourself and make and keep commitments. Uh, as Jesus said, whosoever doeth uh, what I say, they shall know of my doctrine. Okay. okay so they you... shall, they shall be the ones who gain their personal experiences and, uh, yeah, so it's all about making and keeping commitments and and actually doing things, and then it's by doing things that we're able to to learn for ourselves. And yeah, so you're you're telling me then that that uh, Mormonism is no different than uh, Roman Catholicism or Russian Orthodoxy. No, that's not that's not what I said at all. Mark, but yeah, I, you did. You said you said they're all Christian. All you have to do to be Christian is to be is to believe to, you believe in Jesus. And you will not, will not show what Mormonism believes as distinguished from all these other Christian sects. You just okay. said, well, Christianity has to be true if Mormonism is true. And, and that would be correct. Yeah, if, if Mormonism was true, it's not. But if Mormonism was true, that would depend on Christianity being true. But Christianity can be true, and Russian Orthodoxy and Jehovah's Witnesses and Catholicism and Southern Baptists all be wrong. They could all be wrong. All right. So I'll point you right back to the, the parable of the ten virgins here. There were five that are wise and five that are foolish. Okay, they were all Christians. Okay, all of all ten of them were Christians. They were people who were waiting for Jesus to come, right? And so that can describe the many different sects out there. They're all waiting for Jesus to come. They all believe in Jesus. Uh, but then in the end, Jesus acknowledges uh the ones who have had personal experiences with him. And yeah, I know you not. Of course, all these people believe a really that strong they have. Huh? And there's Hindus. There's Hindus who believe that they've had personal experience of Jesus, that Krishna reappeared in the form of Jesus, and that Jesus and Krishna are, in fact, the same person. Mm -hmm. Does that make Bhakti Hinduism true? 
Well, did they really have personal experiences, or do you? Well, they really have personal experiences with Lord Krishna, and they say that Christians are deceived by believing in Jesus when the true form is actually Krishna. Uh, it sounds kind of like Krishna's the deceiver here, pretending to be someone. I wonder why Krishna would be deceiver. If we have a bunch of deceivers here, how do we weed them out? Let's see. We've, we've got we've got the the parent body of Christianity, and then we have all these different sects, all the subsets. And you have chosen to defend one of them. You can't defend Catholicism. You won't defend Catholicism, will you? Well, I am defending Catholicism by defending tell, Jesus. Can you debate? If they had told you to debate me against, is Catholicism true? Would you be able to do that? I could tell you that that. Parts of Catholicism are are true, and are that's you going to tell me Jesus. that parts of okay. Mormonism are true? Well, it, I'm focusing on. Uh, it's very different here. I can talk Why? to, like, um, because I, it's all okay. If I were to take one bite of a pizza or eat a whole pizza, and so I can talk about, uh, yeah, and that's kind of it. Is, is am I talking about the entire pizza, or am I just talking about just a portion of it? And so I can. Well, let, let me help you I'm out. Talking about the, the whole You're talking about here. a portion of it. You're not talking about the entire pizza. You're not. You're talking about a portion of it, the portion called Mormonism. Now, what is Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints? What is it that's different about the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints that is different from all the other sects? What What is it they believe that no other Christian sect believes? Give me an idea. Okay, well, I believe that we are, we've got the entire foundation here. We've got the whole pizza and not just parts of it. Okay, everyone but, else. But does that, so, so is there somewhere it. in the in the Book of Mormon, I already know better than this, but is there somewhere in the Book of Mormon that says that every Christian sect is equally 100% true? Uh, does it say, well, okay, Christianity is believing in Jesus, okay? And so Jesus is 100% true. And so if anyone believes in Jesus, they are 100% right. Well, I'm okay? sorry that Jesus is not 100% true, but we will get there. Jesus is not truth at all, but we can get there. We have to start baby steps now. You came on to discuss Mormonism. Which is which, which, is, which is the church not, of Jesus Christ not in the latter days. With, which is not Seventh-day Adventism which is not Russian Orthodoxy. It's not mm -hmm. Greek Orthodoxy. It's not Roman Catholicism. It's not, it's not Lutherans, Lutheranism. It's not Methodism. So you have all these different denominations. You've chosen to defend one of them. Show me the one that you're here to defend. Show me how they're different from all the other Christian sects, and then show me how Mormonism is true. You remember what the topic of the debate is? Uh-huh. Recite it for me. What's the topic of the debate? Okay. Well, I I keep telling them to, to to say Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, but they always shorten it to Mormonism. Okay, so regardless, yeah. are you telling me that the what what is the topic? To phrase it however you think it should be. What is the topic of the debate today? Is the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints true? Okay, so what is it that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints believes that distinguishes that that sect from every other Christian faith? What distinguishes us? Yes. Oh, we uh, a big thing about this is going to be uh, 
the restoration itself, the apostasy itself. I don't know how many other churches out there believe in the great apostasy. That, that's a, a huge topic well, right there. I, I think all of them, because that's that was like that's a pre-Christian concept. So that doesn't all matter of them? either. I haven't really heard it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, yeah I haven't really, really gone around. Because, to, I mean, you go do you back, really go have the authority to, to speak on behalf of all of them? Have you really studied every single different denominational sect out there? The basis, what you're talking about when you're quoting Jesus, yeah, Jesus was talking about the great apostasy when they, many would, you know, false prophets would come in my name and that sort of thing. Yeah. So if Jesus said that and every other cult is based on what he said, then every other cult believes that same thing. But Mormons believe something very different, something that Jesus never said, a few things that Jesus never said. And the, these are the things that distinguish Mormonism, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, from every other Christian faith. So can you describe something, and I know you can, you can do it, describe something that Mormons believe that no other Christian faith believes? Uh, well, we believe in our divine potential. We, we believe and, and no other Christian. we no are other the children of our Heavenly Father. That? Every other Christian sect believes in that. I said to, to find the stuff, find me a thing that Mormons Every believe that's other, different. And you and you fail to do that. Let me help you out here. And I know the audience is just, they're just falling over themselves to answer this question that you refuse to answer. So in Mormonism, I was raised uh, to, to I, was, I, I didn't believe all of this because my brain worked, but my family taught me to believe that if you're you know, you're a good and righteous person and you get married in the temple to a good and righteous person and you live saintly lives and all of this, that when you die, ultimately, you get something equivalent to your own planet. No, we don't you believe that. Own... What's that? We don't believe that. I'm a flat um, earther. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was just I was just going to ask you how do you where, and God is supposed to live on the planet Kolob. He doesn't live on the planet Kolob. Okay, so how does that work when you don't believe in like reality at all? You don't believe there's you know you don't believe that planets are planets. Yeah. Well, I think it's really strong uh that Joseph Smith repeated the entire creation account like additional times, re-emphasizing the, the significance of it, talking about this firmament the yeah, that covers yeah, you the know entire what a firmament earth. Is? Yeah, it's a solid yeah. structure. It's a dome or solid structure yeah. that I very strongly believe in. Yeah, there's evidence that you for say that it, because so. my mother, Mormon, uh, refused to believe that there were flat earthers. Yeah, my mother refused to believe that there were flat earth Mormons because Mormons were too wise to believe that the earth was flat because they knew the truth of God. And when I told her yesterday that I would be debating a flat earth Mormon, she was deeply ashamed. Yeah, she's so yeah. sorry that people like you exist, and that make her look ridiculous. Uh, okay, uh, is that all you've got? So, is there something you would recognize that Mormons believe that is not good? Because I let me let me back up a little bit. When I was fourteen, my my mother criticized me for making fun of the Mormon Church. And she said that I don't really know what I'm talking about. And so if I'm just, if I'm uh, dissing something that I don't understand what it is, that makes me a hypocrite. And I said, you know what? You're right. If I'm criticizing something I don't even know about, that is hypocrisy. So I submit, call on your Mormon missionaries. So she brought them all over. I had four other kids called elders, because that makes sense. 
But I mean, I have all these people who are barely older than me, and they're teaching me what Mormons believe. And they taught me a bunch of stuff. This is These are people, these are missionaries, elders from the Mormon church who told me that God has a body. Mm -hmm. Okay? And I remember asking, God exists everywhere and every when, in, in uh, every dimension he, he exists in every planet he exists everywhere across the universe and yet he has lungs and his arms extend this far and he has nipples for some reason and there was a bunch of other things that came up there was a whole lot of stupid things that, that were brought up by the, by these mormons and one of them was that if you live this good and saintly life then you get to be like unto god in that you get your own realm that you get to be the god of and you're saying okay. that the Mormon missionaries that came and taught me that you can look this up objectively everywhere, but you're telling me that that's not true, despite the fact we can look it up and and verify it anywhere. When did I say that wasn't true? I just said I just I said we don't believe I don't believe in any kind of other planets out there. Yeah, okay? you don't. Like, that we you that, don't. that God lives on another planet. You that's don't. Just... You personally don't. But I know it's a whole right lot of there in the Bible very, very well. <laughs> we believe in the Bible. I know a whole lot of people very, very well who believe in the Bible and believe in other planets. Yeah, yeah. And because they believe in the Book of Mormon, they believe in other planets. Okay, sorry. I I misspoke. Okay, I still believe that planets like Jupiter exist and stuff like that. Uh, though my understanding of them is different than a lot of other people's out there. But you don't have an understanding of it. That's how it's different. So okay. give me something that Mormons believe that's different from all the other faiths. So we can separate what Mormonism is and then show me how that's true. That's your purpose of the debate. It's so very simple. You okay. can either do that or simply concede defeat and we'll change the topic. Okay. So Bible talks about baptisms for the dead. Who else is practicing baptisms for the dead? I don't know who else is practicing baptisms. Okay. There's for the dead, one that thing also that wasn't part of the original doctrine. It's right there in the Bible. Baptisms for the dead. Okay. So you wanted one thing that really separates us, and I'm saying, well, it's, okay. they're teaching so us saying, right here in the Bible, and this is something that we believe in. You're saying that the doctrine that we get our own realm to become like God's over, that none of that is true. That's not what I said. I said, okay, that, well, we, it, will you yeah. state whether that is true? Okay. Jesus said, ye are gods, children of the Most High. Okay. And okay. so that is something that we, yeah, we, when Jesus said it, we believe him. And so okay. uh, a lot of other people out there uh, say, no, that's not what it meant. That's what it says, but not what he means. And okay. kind of get into all this. And yeah, but that's one unique thing about us is we take him on his word. Okay. So let's assume he said that. At least we've got something to, to go on. We finally can take a first step. We're only, wow, we're an hour into this before we can take the first step. That's sad. So when when Jesus says that we are gods, what does it mean to be a god? What is a god? What is a god? I'd call yeah. this a, a, a divine being. I mean, what is uh, a divine being? Someone who is really righteous and glorified. Uh, I can kind of describe righteousness, someone who uh, isn't constantly sinning. <laughs> I guess you could. You could say that. Okay, so you've just described the definition me. of very. I don't know how to. I don't know where to go with that. I mean, we need okay. something better. So, 
with a god you can't just say a divine being because divine being means god god means divine being they mean the same thing and somebody uh, who isn't sinning well i think sorry okay so we can point out the uh, the Greeks who believed in all kinds of different gods that were very malicious and terrible and evil and like yeah, yours. they were evil gods, right? Yeah, like yours. And so, yeah, but divine is not evil. Okay, divine oh, is. I'm like, sorry. Good. I thought Isaiah 45, 5, 6, and 7 showed that God created evil, that he brings good, that he brings evil, that he causes all, all calamity, uh, and there is none else. There's only him doing all these things. Do you not? Do you believe the Bible, or do you not? I don't believe that God allows evil to happen, so we can have our agency. So God brings calamity, and so God causes evil, according to God's own word in Isaiah. Do you believe it or not? That God causes calamity, oh, and he, yeah. he evil. He created evil. That He brings both good and evil, and there is none else. There's only him. He's responsible for every good thing that happens, every evil thing that happens. He does both. He's responsible for all of it. Uh, okay, I'd, I'd have to have, like pull this up myself and kind of read it, and I'd like to look at the Hebrew on it, so that's a scripture I haven't fully studied really? yet. I, really? Isaiah 45? Really? Okay. You asked me, I that's, yeah. All right, I thought when you said you believed the Bible, I thought you'd read it. Oh, I shouldn't have made yeah. that assumption. <laughs> okay. So there, there's the Bible is a really big book. And it, yeah, it takes a long time to pull out the magnifying glass over every single little scripture. And yeah, I'm learning new things about the Bible every day. It's a continual journey, but that doesn't erase any of the experiences that I've had that testify. Yeah, of we don't need to erase your personal experiences. They're irrelevant. Okay, well, that's the foundation that I stand upon. That is the rock yeah, upon which I'm built. You don't have a foundation. You, all you've got is subjective impressions. You don't have data at all. I've you're got gonna show lots us, of... You're going to show us that you're going to debate whether this thing is true, and you have nothing to show that it is true. You have that you believe it, and that doesn't matter, because I believe that it's false. And there's a whole lot of other people who believe that it's false. There's a whole lot of people who believe that their religion is true. And they outweigh you. There's too many of them. It's, oh, so it sounds supposed... like you're making an ad populum argument there. Well, we're not. We're not. There's there's too if many two people, out there. If two people claim to have divine inspiration for mutually exclusive absolute truths, at least one of them is wrong. Both of them can be. If you have 12 people who all claim to have personal revelation from God, that shows that theirs is the one true faith, it's absolutely true, and everybody else is deceived? Oh, again, logically, only one of them even can be true, and the probability is this, that they're all And false. the only way to find out for yourself is through your own personal experiences. Okay, so everybody found out from their own personal experience that their different religious denominations were the one true Christian faith. And so you're saying the same thing. So you can't show anything that Mormons believe that is true as separate or distinguished from every other Christian faith. Okay. I just talked about that we focus on the foundation and that's going to be don't a, have one. a huge thing. But I 
greatly disagree. So. Yeah, yeah, I know because you don't understand. You don't you don't realize your subjective impressions for the reasons I just explained don't qualify as data. Right. Everybody, well, you're, all, you're you have kind of creating this big hypothetical. You have, you have 100 that... different denominations of different religions. Everybody claims to have absolute truth. Everyone has personal experiences. They have a revelation from God. They have a revelation of God through Scripture to show that their subset of Lutheranism is the one true faith. You don't speak on behalf of them. That... No, it's Shia Islam. And the other one says, no, it's Sunni Islam. No, it's Bhakti Hindu. No, it's Brahmin Hindu. And all of these people are claiming absolute truth from divine revelation, from a personal, personal experience, from a personal God. All of them are making the same claim you are. Uh, you you have are no authority true? to say that. Are you? Are they all true? You have no authority to say that. You don't speak don't on authority. behalf of all these different people. I don't need authority. You, you there's no polling. Okay, you've never. There's no poll like gone out and, and done that. You're you're speaking on behalf there's of. There's no poll. It's all okay. over the place. Yes, people give their personal testimony all the time. Okay, you're 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 claiming to speak on behalf of everyone when you have I'm done not claiming nothing to speak to on behalf of statements. anyone. You can Google it. H. Krishna Susharla made a very similar statement on uh -huh. on on uh, what what the fuck it was it was on Newsnet where he was talking about the absolute truth of the Bhakti Hindu faith. He made the same claims that you are. I read another testimony in 1981 from a Buddhist girl in Thailand who said that her entire life turned around the moment she accepted Buddha into her life. The absolute truth they claim is the same kind of thing that you're claiming. They're claiming mutually exclusive conclusions for entirely different religions. I know a guy who lives two miles from me who met Bast. He worships her because she appeared in his house physically manifest, visible, tangible, audible, and bade him to be her disciple. Now, when a topless woman with a cat's head appears in your house and tells you worship me, you know, you do, especially if you already have a cat thing about cats. So he met his God and several, and I know that the Bhakti commonly have met their gods too. And it's usually Krishna from my from my personal experience. It's usually Krishna because in America, that's that, that's unfortunately in India, you wouldn't see many of that. But in the United States, you do. And Indians get upset about that. They, they, Bhakti are overly represented here. Iskon, that we get the Krishna people. But anyway, they've met their God. They've seen him. They've heard him speak. They have a personal relationship with him. They have a revelation where he where he has spoken to them directly or through the scripture revelation through scripture. Do they teach that you can have similar experiences for yourself, or Absolutely. do they, or do they entirely expect you to just to trust them on the matter? Public statements, public statements from from the Beatles of all people, from John Lennon and George Harrison, making the same claims that you are for the verifiable truth of Krishna. So the Beatles your believed in Krishna. Experiences matter not. It's your word against all those other people who contradict you for different gods. So you're just one other person saying, my God is the real one. No, my God is the real one. No, my God is the real one. No, my God is the real one. And what is the reason all of you give? We all have personal experiences that contradict everybody else's personal experience. So you ain't got shit. If you're going to defend Mormonism or any other faith, whether it's Christian or Hindu or Islam or whatever, you need more than your personal experience. Your personal experience doesn't matter. 
whether I saw it for myself or didn't, that does matter. And yeah, that's not in the debate. It doesn't. You have to show reasons. Reasons. Well, okay, yes. I presented the reasons many have reasons. To be factual. Do you know what uh-huh. a fact is? Yes, I'm aware of a fact. Yeah, what is it's a, a fact? truth. It is a truth. What is it, a fact? A truth. All right. A fact is a point of objectively verifiable data. Uh-huh. Now, we call it truth if we make the statement that it happens to be true, right? We've, we've, we've correctly expressed an observation. Mm-hmm. I often say that the truth is what the facts are because I don't want people claiming things to be truth that they can't show the truth of it. So it has to be something we can show the verifiable fact. You show that it's a fact, then you get to call it a truth. You don't get to call it a truth until then, which you already did. Okay, so I can't tell you that I ate lunch today. You already claimed that Jesus was the truth, even though you couldn't show that there was any fact behind it. Okay, so I can't tell you that I ate lunch today and call that a truth. I experienced it. I yeah. Is it a contested that, point? Well, that's it's a fact, right? I I it, lunched it. That's a fact. a fact. Okay, that I can take as a trivial matter. It doesn't matter what your your word is on something trivial. It really doesn't. But then we get into uh, Sagan's dilemma when he says that you know positive claims require positive evidence and extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. The more outrageous and preposterous your claim the more compelling your evidence, the more sound and compelling and and complete your evidence has to be. Mm -hmm. So you make a a super, you make a, uh, an extraordinary claim, have profound evidence to back it up. Yeah. And so that's what we, that's what we, well, that's what we really do. That's a missionary's objective is to help you. That's okay. Do that for me. If that's what you've been talking about, do that for me. Show me, show me the profound evidence. First, let's focus on something that Mormons believe that's separate from every other Christian faith. Show me that. Give, give me, give me. How does Mormon doctrine differ from other Christian faiths? Uh, it differs by what we do, and so Jesus said, um, "Is by doing things that's where you know things by experiencing these things." And so I encourage. Other but people Mormon like, doctrine gives us an expression of belief. So what's going to happen in the afterlife and, and other aspects of, of history and origin and all the, the, there are things that you are supposed to believe that you're required to believe. You know what a doctrine is a body of beliefs. Mm-hmm. So give me the body of beliefs for Mormonism and then show me how that is true. And then the body of beliefs for Mormonism that's not shared in common with every other Christian denomination. Give me something that is specifically Mormon, because you're here to defend whether Mormonism is true. Give me that. And and Jesus himself is a humongous, like you're trying to take Jesus out of uh, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. It doesn't work that way. It does when we're talking about Mormonism, because you understand the concession I made, that it is logically possible for Christianity to be true and Mormonism to be false. So long as Christianity is a belief in Jesus Christ, uh-huh. yeah, that it still stands. And so that's going to so, embrace... So the Seventh-day Adventists are the true faith? So long as they believe in Jesus Christ, that is a true that, that's faith. That's all you need. So it doesn't matter if you believe that dancing is a sin or if you believe that dancing is permitted. It doesn't matter how many contradictions there are. 
It doesn't matter if your clergy is allowed to have sex with, with is allowed to be married or if they're required to be celibate or if their women have to have their hair covered or if women are allowed to wear pants or if they're forced to wear dresses, if they have to dress like from the 1800s. It doesn't matter what all the other rules are that every other Christian denomination lays out. They're all equally true, even when they contradict that... each other. Okay. The, okay. There are different offshoots again, but the foundation right there, the, the, the start, okay, is Jesus the Christ, okay? okay. And that's Let's the core principle. Let's pretend for a moment, Let's that's pretend the core for a moment principle. that the, the, the thing that you believe, which is false, by the way, Jesus is not the Christ, but let's pretend for a moment that he is. Does that mean that all of these fundamentalists or all these different sects are all equally absolutely true? That part of it, okay, that part of it. So okay. it's not absolutely true. So there's some things that are only partially true. It seems like you and I are defining things differently here. Because... think maybe? I'm trying yes, to help I you out so. here as much as I can. The audience is really upset at this point. I mean... Well, it, they always are. They're, it's like it's like, that, it's like that movie, you know, where you have to explain to the guy how to, you know, they're, they're like two guys riding on riding the range they're doing like the modern cowboy thing and then one of one guy is trying to explain to the other one how to set the timer on the vcr and then the other one said we say shut up stop trying to explain it to this guy the cows can program a vcr by now but he still can't that's where i feel i am with you i'm looking for you to come up with something they give you a doctrine how doctrine of mormonism is distinguished from all christianity and then show me how that is true what i got is that mormonism is exactly the same as every other christian faith and it's true because you believe it and that's it and that's all and nothing else okay well we talked about several different principles and uh, yeah it's just going right back to the bible the foundation is jesus which that is revelation. not the foundation of mormonism that's yeah i greatly disagree and so yeah, it's like I'm, I'm saying something and then you're by talking joseph about smith in the 19th century based on documents that he claimed to have found. So that's where Mormonism begins. And it's based on the doctrine he wrote. Okay. His experience uh, was the thing. Okay. That, that was his foundation. It was his, his experience where he saw God the Father and the Son, Jesus Christ. And that experience was... All a right. Big... Let's go with that then. Since Christianity, largely, mostly, I mean, there are Unitarian Christians. I, like you, was raised as a Binitarian Christian, but there are mostly, there are Trinitarian Christians who seem oblivious to the idea that there is a Yahweh, that there is a Jehovah. They think that Jesus is God the Father. And this is a weird thought. You know, some biblical scholars are a little upset that why would people think that Jesus is his own father? But there's a lot of Christians who believe that, that, they're, that it's all a triune being. And they ignore where in the Bible, where God speaks while Jesus is in the room. God says, hey, this is my son in whom I am very proud. And then the Holy Ghost leads off Jesus to someplace he didn't know. No, these people think that the Holy Spirit and Jehovah and Jesus, all the same person. That they're all equally the same entity. That they're not a triune Godhead like the Trimurti of Hinduism. There's something else. They're the same essence. So that Jesus now knows everything God knows, even though Jesus said he didn't know everything God knows. But there's still a bunch of Trinitarian Christians who, who believe that Jesus is God. And you're saying that Jesus and God can stand side by side. 
We believe in God, the eternal father and in his son, Jesus Christ, and in the Holy ghost. So a lot of Christians will tell me, regardless of what it says in Exodus about the 70 elders who got to see Jesus in the flesh, or excuse me, got to see God in the flesh, not Jesus, that regardless of all these passages where people like Abraham was able to recognize God as one of the three men knocking on his door, all of that, they just dismiss all of that and say that God doesn't have a body. You can't see God. You can see Jesus. But now, when Mormons say that you know, Joseph Smith saw Jesus and God standing side by side, you have other Christians saying that that's impossible. Okay. Would that be is it? Would you say that that's a difference between Mormon doctrine and other Christian doctrine? That we have different beliefs about Jesus. Yeah. Okay, so you're going to defend the different belief that you have as a Mormon from other Christian denominations. So, give me an example. We finally caught on. I think. Give me an example of where doctrine for Mormons differs from that of, of all the other Christian doctrine. What makes Mormonism unique as a Christian faith? Sounds like you want me to read the Articles of Faith here. Articles of Faith. Uh, However you one. want to interpret that, can you show me some body of beliefs that, Mormonism's hold, that Mormonism holds to, or that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints holds to, that no other Christian faith does? Something that is uniquely Mormon. Uh, well, we've talked about several things now. We talked about Jesus saying, ye are gods, children of the Most High, right? Okay. That's, so, that's saying that we are the same is. species, okay? We are you, the same you species. You define what a god is. I did define what a god is. No, you said a god is a divine being. That's a tautology. That means the same thing. It's, it's not the same thing. Okay, then what is a god? Okay, Uh I described a righteous being. I also can describe so yeah. me. Good. We're, we're that, asking that, for a then, God. Well, okay. Well, I believe that we are all gods. Okay. And it doesn't so matter what gods. you believe. Okay. What well, you, is a well God? you just asked me just, what I believe. You use words. The words should have meaning, right? You just asked me what, what I believed. Okay? okay. Jesus says you are all gods. What does that mean? It means you are an, okay. You so are a God. I'm Jehovah. Okay, it says you are a god. Okay, one of God's I'm children. Okay? God. It's God's plural. Okay, my Odin, because I I kind of favor Odin. You are Aaron Ra. We look similar in the eyes. I hear. Okay. You are Aaron Ra. Okay? okay, you are a god. Okay, and what does it mean I to be a god? god? Okay, and what does it mean to be a god? What does it mean to be a god? Yeah, because I mean, in one in, in Greek mythology, that's a good question. The, in, I, the I think, Greek I'm, mythology I'm, was that Jupiter was upset that Prometheus gave the the forbidden knowledge to man because if man knew how to build fire, then man would be like unto the gods. So it was knowledge of fire that made man into gods. And in Genesis three, Jehovah gets upset that men know right from wrong, and that knowledge is what makes men like unto gods. But in neither case. Does it explain what a god is? Is a god just anybody who knows how to make fire and who can tell right from wrong? Uh, okay. The Bible often describes, uh, use the term Elohim, okay, and that often gets translated to God, and uh, that often means great leader, someone who is a leader. Uh, okay, so anybody who's a great leader is a god? Well, no, everybody's by, a god. That's by god. definition. Yes, yes. Absolutely. Okay, so... so uh, yep, yeah, I, I I have a dog right here. Is he a god? 
I don't believe so. It doesn't match the description. What's the description? Okay. Ye are children of, of God. Okay. That talking about How a is species. He not a child okay? of God? Because he's a different species. How am I a child of God? Okay. And so you have a body. You've got, yeah, you've got a he body. Has a body. Okay. But you are made in the image of God. Your dog isn't made in the image of of I'm not the made in the, the image of you. Okay. You but you are made in different. the image. You are made in the image of your father. Okay. And so, yes, we are. My father brothers. looked remarkably like me, but, but with a brill cream pompadour. Okay. Instead of yeah. my hair. We are brothers. And so children can have the same kind of uh, so qualities. A okay? God is you just, still have. God is just any white guy? No, not at all. Okay. Um, Pre 1978, when I had when I met with these missionaries when I was 14, I was told in 1977, in fact, that that black people could not get into the church because what was it? The mark of the curse of Cain. Yeah, that's one of the false yeah. traditions of men that false traditions of men that, that, that was written that. into the Mormon doctrine. So you're that, now admitting that, that Mormon doctrine includes false traditions of men. Absolutely. Okay. That, I think this debate is over then. You you've conceded Mormonism is not true. You 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 hold false traditions of men. There is nothing that you can show that is what you when you can't distinguish anything from Mormonism from Christianity, then you've got nothing to work with. When you can distinguish one thing different from Christian from the rest of the body of Christianity, you immediately re realize that it's false traditions of men. That's all we've got. Well, it's an ongoing restoration. It's kind of yeah. Isn't it funny how the Jehovah's Witnesses and the Seventh-day Adventists both use the same argument? They both claim, and Catholicism does too, and so does Orthodoxy, by the way. They all complain, they all claim to be the real original faith, and that everybody else has deviated from that, and that they're all trying to get back to the original true way. The Jehovah's Witnesses which came about you know, shortly around, around about the time that the Mormons did, the Jehovah's Witnesses came around, and then they're trying to say that they're going back to the original true way. They're all making the same claim that you are. Can you show me that anything of, any of it is true? Oh, that's what I was trying to tell you about from the very beginning, about building on the foundation. Go and do these things, Which and as you do these things, you will... Personal subjective impressions. We want you to have your own personal experiences. Yeah, right. in order to do, in order for you to have your own personal experiences, for you to witness these things for yourself. Been there, done that. I was a reborn Christian. I was a neo pagan spiritualist for years. I've, I've run the gamut. I've been on your course. I've, I'm no longer on that wheel. I figured out how auto deceptive faith is. I won't have anything to do with it. Okay. Well, faith is meant to be temporary. It's, it's meant to. Have to to grow and turn into knowledge and that was yes, kind of can't. one of because that they, faith they're, can't they're turn into on, knowledge no they're built in totally different things faith is believing things that are not evidently true and knowledge is when you can demonstrate that there's a truth to the things that you believe so their faith is opposite. believing in something for which that hasn't been proven to you yet and so right yeah right. believing and things so, that are not evidently true and believing it anyway it doesn't mean it's it's not true okay i can have I said Faith. not evidently true. Okay. So it's it's something you, you don't... I would believe something if I'm compelled to because even if I don't want to believe it, there's so much evidence that maybe I don't want to believe that my wife is cheating on me. Maybe I want to believe that she's sincere and everything. But, you know, 
so much evidence has built up, you know, the, the, the credit card receipts for the motel room, all of these other things, you know, and eventually I got to say, you know what, I don't want to believe this, but the evidence is compelling. I, I'm, I'm forced to accept that this is the thing that's happened. That's, that's not a faith belief. That's, that's an evidence belief, but a faith belief is when you don't have any evidence to support it at all, but you believe it anyway. And you maintain that belief despite all evidence to the contrary. You're going to believe it regardless because you want okay, to. That's, that's not what we teach. We say if, if no, faith no, doesn't turn teach, into knowledge, it abandon it. <laughs> that's that's if You're familiar with the Book of Mormon. Yeah, and you're, you're also a with... flat earther and you believe that stars are a hoax. So what you're telling me now disproves what you just said. If anything, the the flatter the fact that the Earth is flat is not flat, proves, and we can prove that immediately. I greatly disagree. Okay? I know that you greatly disagree, but you're welcome to be wrong. Okay. You've built a life out of being wrong, where you think that if you believe something hard enough, it becomes true, but it doesn't, and we can prove that as well. I can disprove your flat Earth in a moment. It's easy to do. But that's we can right. see well, too far. Before, okay. before this debate switches gears and becomes a yep. flat Earth debate. Uh, that's our sixty-minute yep. uh, discussion okay. already. I would love, I would love to come back and talk to you about the flat Earth. That's a, yeah, I've been yeah, itching for a flat Earth debate. That debate in a moment. Uh, yeah. Well, right now the, uh, the the chat has got some great support for both of you. Um, they're all real happy. The, the energy here is fantastic. It's great. Before we get into the super chats, I'll give everyone a chance to get some more super chats in. I will remind you all once again, if you're in the Dallas area on November 4th and 5th, DebateCon 4 is going live on stage. You can get your tickets in the link in the description below. You can meet James in person. You can meet Ryan in person. You can meet Arn Ra in person and all oh, of your other you hate that guy? <laughs> I have a feeling, Arn, um, there's a few people who bought tickets just for you. I have no doubt in my mind. Um, what I, yeah, what I, I have no doubt in my mind? What's that? That everybody in my family who identifies as Mormon would listen to Kyle and say, we don't believe that. Everyone on. You can say that. All right. Well, I'm going to keep going with anybody my watching this here. video. Anybody watching this video <laughs> after it's aired, you know? Share it with the Mormons that you know and see and, and just comment whether they agree with Kyle, whether if they are Mormon, do they agree with Kyle? Or would they say that no Mormons believe differently than Kyle says? Hey, it's right. right there in the, in the in the Bible. And that's what I point you to. Doesn't matter because but with that, guys, Christians um, in general and Mormons specifically will ignore what's in the Bible when it's inconvenient. I have some more announcements real quick we'll get into some super chats super fast uh don't forget to hit that like button at some point i missed it but we hit 127,000 subscribers uh considering we hit 126 just a few days ago uh that's awesome so i want to thank anyone who hit that subscribe button today uh anyone who hasn't hit it yet it's 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 right there it's not hard just reach over click it and while you're over there uh click that like button all right uh we're gonna get into the super chats now so uh, we still have time for those, and I got room for lots more. So don't be shy. Um, the first question is for both. Uh, I assume Arn can hear me, so I'll read it. Uh, and Kyle, you can answer first, okay? If someone measures a fever of 107, 
or or over with their child, should they kneel and pray or call 911? So go ahead, Carl, you answer. Instantly pray. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, put Instantly him in an ice pray. bath while calling 911. Ice bath first. Praying won't do anything. Okay, well, I've got firsthand experience against that. So, And I've got data that contradicts you. And my data outweighs your firsthand experience. Oh, I disagree. That's you're you're relying you're on the second-hand experience. You're welcome to disagree all you want to, but you're still wrong. Okay, that's you've got second-hand experiences. That's your data. I have first-hand experiences and data that both contradict you, and you're still wrong. Okay. Okay. Um, by the way, that was from Ozen Talks for five dollars. Now I've got Taz Strader for twenty dollars. Uh, this one's for Kyle. How could the book of John be written by John? The letter J did not exist at the time Jesus supposedly existed. Also, do you actually believe Jesus happened across disciples with Latin names? All right. So the Bible wasn't originally written in English. And and when it got translated into English, a lot of those names also got kind of turned into words that we can pronounce and they were changed and so yeah just like with uh we we see this frequently uh going from one language to another and so if you were to read the the spanish bible okay it's going to describe the book of james as santiago that that's james in spanish santiago which sounds completely different than our english james Okay, good answer. Thank you, sir. We've got another one here from Ozen Talks for $5. Uh, not really directed at anyone. However, I believe it might be Kyle. Um, if you are going to base your entire worldview based on some supposedly historical source, why would you study the historicity of that foundation? Well, it's kind of what we go into testing. And so we want to ask questions about it and ask. And, and so we, we study these, these things and we we go out and pray about these things and, and try to find our personal experiences. Which don't matter because what you've got is you make a claim. In the middle of space. You make a claim that Jewish people are actually the descendants of, or excuse me, that Native Americans are actually the descendants of Jewish people. That's a that's so, a big it's a claim that is a lot bigger uh, than we claim it to be. Okay. Okay. Some is not. How would you all. test that? Some is not all. How would you test that? How do I test that? Yeah. Well, a lot of different people out there go out and do archaeological work and look for things, and we are making all kinds of discoveries all Except the time. You don't have anything that supports that claim. Uh, I don't think you. I, I have a lot of things that support that claim. No, you don't. Uh, did you see a video that I produced with your name in it from about a month ago called Show Your Evidence, Kyle? No, I did not. You were in a debate with Bryce Blankenangel where you made the claim that there was archaeological evidence of, of North American cities, Native American cities, of 7 million people. There is no such data. You made the claim that it exists. Okay. He called we you haven't he, found. He told you to produce the, the evidence for that. And because all you have is personal experience, then you don't have that data. You said it was out there. You just said you've got archaeological archaeological claims all the time that support you, but no 
you don't. You can't okay. show that claim, for example. You saw my example of putting the blood on the door frame, right? Did you Does not see that, that one? Support a North American Native American city of seven million people. I, okay, we haven't discovered every single Native American thing. There's continual research. Seven million people. Okay, yeah. There's a lot. You of, realize that we like, found cities of much, much, much <laughs> smaller. Right? You've been to have you been to Chichen Itza? I have not been to Chichen Itza. It's a tiny little city mm -hmm. comparatively. And how much of the Native American settlements we have, have find, we really discovered? If we can find Chichen Itza in a jungle where things are not preserved very well, then certainly in North America, which is not a, a natural rainforest situation, then we ought to be able to find these cities. Seven million people. You said you claimed the data was out there. It is not out there. Okay. Another way you would test for it is through genetics. Again, Mormons come up butt kiss. Nothing, nothing ever supports the Mormon no, position. There is yeah. no Jewish heredity in any Native American tribe. Period. None. That's uh, you're, you're speaking on behalf of everyone when you have no authority to speak on. Oh, behalf I don't of have. Everybody. I don't need. Authority. You haven't gone out and specifically tested. I don't every need single... authority. The authority is not okay. the issue. The you have no experience. You, you're you're just we're talking science things, now. We're talking you're, science you're now, and there are no authorities that you have not verified for yourself. You're we just have making verified stuff up this. and saying this is so. We have verified. You this. have not there personally is, verified this. Yes, okay? I have. So you don't need to yell. There at me. is not you don't need to yell at me. any. Just let me talk. Yes, I okay. have verified this. There is not any. There is not any Jewish heredity in any genetic test ever performed on Native Americans. Any ever? No, there okay, isn't. That, that's a really, really big phrase that would require you to go out and individually exception. genetically test every single Native American ever in the entire United so, States. But all I have to say, I didn't Canada. have to say that. Okay. I, all I had to say you, is that there's no Jewish heredity found in any Native American people that any of the, de the tests you've never ever tested, done, no one has never, ever tested that have never supported Jewish immigration never okay your your claim so is you're making a claim you, you you're said making that you claims that are too it. big for your own mouth you said all right that you all, right, test all right. right I think we're gonna we're gonna move on from this point here is to is Thank to you. do what I just said you haven't done that you're pretending as if I haven't done that yeah I have your claim is too big for your mouth no it isn't gentlemen uh, please. The, the so, fact that that data has never been found. Let him moderate, please. We, we, we have we have a, a situation here where uh, we're just pushing back and forth. Um, yeah, no this guy's making, making claims he can't back up, and he's pretending as if I'm the one. You're, you are that there, the one. You said there was archaeological evidence of a of a city, a North American, Native American, pre-Columbian city of seven million people. No, there is not. If there was, you'd be able to point to the study that verified that, and I would already know about it. And you have no direct quote can't. here, okay? And this is what does this have to do with the question again? You just said that you can you can test it, right? But you lied. You're not testing. I, I didn't these. lie. I didn't lie. You did. You said there's a, you said there's archaeological evidence of a North American, Native American, no, I didn't. City of seven million people. No, there is that not. is not a direct quote whatsoever. <laughs> okay, please let him moderate. Let my him, video, let everybody can watch other it. questions to get to. If the video is titled, uh, what, what was uh, it? you can mute him. <laughs> okay, the, the, the video is titled Is Mormonism True? Um, no, the, yeah, the video we'll just that I made was called Show Your Evidence, Kyle. He made a claim of evidence he can't back up. 
maybe we can uh, Kyle can go do some homework on on your video, and we'll have you both back, and we'll we'll discuss this further because we it don't sounds need to both be back. If he was able okay. to produce the evidence, then I wouldn't have anything to say about it, and I would also concede publicly that he produced that evidence. I can show you all kinds of different evidence, but you just deny it as being evidence. But so, such as other the blood on the door. On my side of the fence, would say, "Hey, this guy produced evidence. He's got a point. You need to concede that." That's what would end up happening. Yeah, I'm um, not convinced that you do that. So, so our yeah. next super chat, but that's got, that is what would happen uh, because he, that's what speaking, honest people are. Aaron, we're just gonna we're just gonna get going to some more now because uh, if we stay here too long, uh, we'll be here all yeah. night. So <laughs> sorry. Um, so we got another super chat here from Disciple Day for two dollars. Uh, they say, "How about just defend the Book of Mormon?" Okay, well, defending the Book of Mormon is defending Jesus. Is, what is yeah. it? Okay. Jesus never said anything about horses in the New World. He never said that Native Americans had steel. He didn't right. say there, any of that ridiculous, preposterous crap that that the Book of Mormon claims. Different experiences. It's another testament of Jesus Christ. That is the Book of Mormon. Another testament. That's someone else's experience. And so, yeah, he Except didn't talk about cars either. But I can it's talk a about claim cars right? of experience. I'm talking right that now. It is contradicted by right the now. data. Aaron, there we'll give, we'll give no Kyle horses. a chance to speak a little bit, please. There were no horses in North America. Pre-Columbian Native Americans did not have horses. So what? You can okay. So the Book so, of Mormon says they did. Okay. So you have not. Tens of thousands you have not, of people had steel armor. Okay, when we you know have that they not didn't. shuffled. Okay. You have not like sifted through all of their in all of America and said. Okay, but there if you are claim okay. if you claim that there, there are is no evidence, horses that you are aware of. There are no horses that, that you are aware of, but that evidence, doesn't mean which means okay, you can I'm talking right it. now. Can we just not interrupt each other? You claim okay. that there is you evidence. Are interrupting that means everything you can I say. Okay. All I have to Give say is that there's no speak, evidence, please. and the fact that you can't produce it proves me right. All right. All right. Let's give Kyle uh, a, a couple seconds here as a final word, and we'll get to the next super chat, Kyle. Go ahead. All right. You like to make a lot of really big claims that are too big for your if mouth. If you address Kate. him, Kyle, I'll have to let You're him respond. You're describing to yourself him. here. You okay. said there was evidence of these things that there is not evidence for. All right. Okay, Could go we, ahead, like, Kyle. Have... Wrap, wrap it up. Okay. Arnold, so, let you just don't address Arn. Right. Tell us to your say, point. Okay. I do have evidence that you don't consider evidence, such as the blood on the on the door frame, and there's other things out there too that I, I do present as evidence, and I have done that in prior debates. Uh, so the blood on the, the door frame means that there was horses in pre-Columbian America that the Native I Americans not, were riding. While I did not say steel that. Armor. I did not say that. Okay. okay. And so there's. How about okay. where the Book of Mormon makes reference Arne, to books that were written after? I'm pleading the Book with you, Arne. After the Book of Mormon was supposed to be written, but written in Semitic culture, how could they have been reading writing the same thing? How are they? Re you're you're going Never really mind. fast there. Okay. All right, so, just moving yeah, I'm on. I'm just saying that Next you can't, question. you haven't, okay. Let's just go on, shall we? Um, uh, here's one for you. To me that he's the one making the claims that are too big for his mouth, and that he wants to project that onto me to pretend as if I'm the one that made these claims, as if I'm the one that said that there was evidence of these things that there is not evidence for. Okay, so I'm just saying that, okay, you're talking about horses in America, and just because you're not aware of any fossils, of horses in America doesn't oh, mean no, they don't I am exist. Aware of fossils We're still of finding fossils today. I understand evolution. There were horses in America once upon a time, 
but they were not available for Native Americans to ride because they were extinct in North America by then. As far as you are aware, okay, but we the are still finding new archaeological evidence the, the horses every that day. people could ride evolved So much Asia. of Native American history has not been discovered yet when it comes but to archaeology. I'm not so claiming. Chichen is a very, like, I'm not even sure if that's even 10% of all of the covered ruins that have yet to be discovered. And so one of these days we could find, oh, look at this. We found some archaeological ruins with some paintings of people riding horses and that are fitting that okay we are finding new discoveries all the all the time and so just because the book of mormon says that there are horses in america and you are not aware of any horses in america doesn't mean we can't find discover discover evidence of this later on okay and so but, when an anachronism what you claim to be an anachronism doesn't turn out to be an anachronism it ends up being stronger evidence huh anachronism yes anachronism okay uh it ends up being stronger evidence for the Book of Mormon when, yeah, such as cement. And yeah, uh, that used to be a huge thing. Oh, well, there was no Native Americans didn't work with cement. And then all of a sudden it wasn't an anachronism. No, People just didn't know yet. And no, so when but that happens, you're not saying that there might be evidence that we don't know about yet. You're saying you already know about evidence that we don't know about yet. You're claiming there is evidence of pre-Columbian Native American cities in North America of 7 million people. You said that evidence exists, that we know about it. You're not saying that it hasn't been discovered. You're saying that it has been discovered. When did no, I say that? it hasn't. Okay. Evidence is defined as a reason to believe in something. Okay. There are a lot of different reasons to believe in this. Okay. And so just because you don't see it as a reason to believe in it doesn't mean I don't see it as a reason to yeah, believe in it. Evidence is a body of facts is the simplest definition is a fact that indicates and a fact is objectively verifiable data. So you have to show a some, something we can both show to be true that is indicative of your position. You don't have that. There's convicting evidence and then there's non-convicting evidence. Okay? Which is both of them are factual. A reason to believe in something. you don't have a fact okay? to support that. Uh, so kind of like my my daughter's head felt warm okay that is evidence that she might have a fever okay it's a big might that she might because i might just have cold hands or something like that right and so there are different things that we kind of use to 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 work towards that convicting uh evidence all right okay. let's just get to the next super chat that's a good place to stop right there um the next one is from Fact Junior Roll for $5. Says Kyle Adams is always a treat. That's it. Just there like that. And the one right Thank after you. that, Chris G, $4.99 for both of you. If Mormonism is true, the Catholic Church is false, right? Book of Mormon calls the Catholic Church the whore of Babylon. No? Well, the, if, so long as... The, we're both saying the same thing. We're going to, yeah. So We're the both Catholics saying that are Jesus saying is that the their church is the whore of Babylon? The Catholic church is saying that the Mormon church is true and that Catholicism is false? Okay. We both believe in Jesus Christ. And so if we're both saying the same thing, I'm not going to be saying that they're false but, if I'm saying the same thing. But the Book of Mormon says that the Catholic religion is false. And, okay. We we both believe in Jesus. And so but we're the, not, and, and Mormon, yeah, if they're saying and Jesus is Mormon, true and I'm saying Jesus is true, I'm definitely not saying that they are false. Okay. And so the Book of Mormon is saying that Catholicism is false. 
that is one interpretation of it. But you tell the me where it said where where you tell me where it said Catholicism. The, the implication is Catholicism because never well, never mind. Okay, so you tell me where it says Catholicism, and then we'll talk. Again, that would be scholarly interpretation, and I can't speak to that. Okay. Okay. So Ozen talks again, $5. Arn, Kyle believes the earth is an infinite plane with infinite firmament, one for each of them. So he refuses to say planet, but he believes. Yeah. I didn't yeah. say infinite plane at any time. I'm not one of those you, you can't infinite, have an infinite you, you can't have an infinite plane and a firmament. That's a contradiction. Yeah, yeah, he's misquoting me. I never said anything about infinite plane. There are many flat earthers out there who do believe in an infinite plane, but I'm one that believes in the firmament. Okay. He's a straight up reality uh, denialist. So Jay Mule for 199 uh, has a, a super chat I choose to skip. Um, Emery King for $5. Kyle, besides personal experience, do you have any way to determine truth? Arn, can you give a fun fact about snakes? <laughs> <laughs> I am not going um, to talk about snakes tonight. All right. So then that just leaves Kyle. Uh, can, Besides personal experience, do you have any way to determine truth? There is no other way to determine truth except for personal experience. And so, and yeah, my cat eats debate? food. What? Why did you agree to this debate when there's no way to win it? There is a way to win it, and that's you don't have anything gaining personal, personal experience. experience. You just admitted that firsthand Thus, experience. No way. Firsthand. Ex that's how we determine truth. You, yeah. You already said in your opening statement that we're not supposed to trust anybody else's experience, and yet you want the audience to trust your experience when By they gaining their have own personal that experience. Their religion is true, or that they, or that no religion is true. So you okay. don't have anything to argue with. I greatly disagree. So again, you're greatly wrong. Okay, and you're entitled to believe what you want to believe. I am not going to penalize you not for a belief. disagreeing with me. This is something that's demonstrably fact. All right. I'm not going to penalize you like the public school system for disagreeing with me. <laughs> yeah, the, pu Good, the public school system right. will, will penalize you for disagreeing with them. And, yeah, when, yeah when, Dr. Gray. when we can prove that you're wrong. Okay, they don't do that. They just yeah, say, this yeah, is so... Do. This is so, you must believe me, otherwise we're going to dock your grade. Doesn't matter. Yeah. I, I can still prove you wrong. Okay. I'm All glad right. you believe so, science proves things. That's a huge, no, huge thing. I'm using a different context than science. I'm going to talk about an overwhelming preponderance of evidence beyond reasonable doubt. I'm using... And that's not science. Definition. Okay. Okay. So... Right. Yeah. The super can, chats are pouring in now. That will compel belief, <laughs> regardless. Okay, so you so just we got said, not, which is why you should our next a debate. Our next super chat um, is from Vinny K for two dollars, asking Kyle to give one of his firsthand experiences. One of my firsthand experiences. Uh, I've talked about this with Ozian before about uh, just witnessing answering or the an answer to personal prayers, and so yeah. Ozian over there, he specifically brought up the fever of 107. That was my daughter not too long ago, where she had a fever of 107. 
And yeah, and she was healed from that, from a personal prayer. And so, yeah, when she, when that fever like immediately dropped, there was no need to, to take her to a doctor or anything like that. Cause it dropped the, the prayer was answered. Okay. So big thing, flying Wayne, $2 uh, comments. Testimony is the lowest form of supernat evidence. Yep. Well, there's secondhand witnesses and firsthand accounts, and firsthand accounts always trump secondhand accounts. Okay. But data can actually trump that. So the fact that Joseph Smith fraudulently mistranslated or, or made up a translation of Egyptian that was not even anything close to the actual translation, that he did that fraudulently, is evidence against Mormonism being true. You understand that, right? Okay, you're going and saying that this is false, and that's kind of your whole statement. Okay, there. we're going to take we're we're going to list the facts and evidence. The fact that Joseph Smith presented a fraudulent document that was shown to be false, that is not translated the way he said it was, that is a fact and evidence against mormonism being true do you understand well, i disagree that? with i disagree with that do you, do you not know what facts and evidence mean i don't believe that is a fact okay you you, you claiming believe, it a you fact don't believe that is a fact so you think you claiming it a fact are, doesn't make it so you think that there are egyptologists who can show that joseph smith translated the book of abraham correctly from the papyri and such that he was that he was sent by that that uh, okay. Egyptologist that I mentioned before. It wasn't a word-for-word -word translation. No one ever claimed that. It wasn't so. a word-for-word. How how okay. sparse was it? Okay. Was this there is, he any, looked at it. any accuracy to his translation whatsoever at all? Okay. He looked at these things, and then he wrote the, the impressions that he got. The And so that's what he did. Okay. It's so something... Uh, it's an so, act of revelation. Do you accept the fact that no Egyptologist supports this and that they can show how it, none of it was translated correctly? None of it. I don't speak on behalf of everyone like you claim to do. I am not. I'm not. I'm not omnipotent. On behalf of everyone. Yes, you are. Do you? No, yeah, I'm not. I don't. I don't speak on behalf of all Egyptologists. When anytime you say, "Can you all show or one?" Any, never. Those are big. Show, absolute can you show words. me one? One Egyptologist who agrees with Joseph Smith's translation. I don't know any Egyptologist. No, so there's okay. not even one. You can't show even one. I don't know I any. I can show a list of the of people who object to it. You can't show one who supports it. Does that stand as a fact in evidence against Mormonism? Yeah, I don't know anyone. And so that's kind of... So you, have, yeah. you have no foundation... It's all about belief. It's all about personal experience. It's all about your opinion. You can't distinguish Mormonism from any other faith. You don't want to diss any other faith. All you want to do is argue about Christianity. You can't show that there's any genetic data. There isn't any. You want to say that, well, you, we haven't found it yet, but it's out there hidden somewhere. But that's uh, not Look at all I these said. big said, absolute claims that are too big for your mouth. There isn't anyone yeah, there, that's there speaking is, on behalf of, of all the studies that have been done for, for okay, human all ancestry. All the studies that everybody, you are aware every population of. so far... There has not been one that shows Jewish ancestry in Native American people. As if far you as you argue are that aware. there's evidence that if you want to argue evidence for Mormonism, you should have you should point to the genetic evidence for Jewish ancestry among Native American people. But thus far, 
No one has found any. Can you at least as far as you that? are aware, as far as you are aware of the key term that you continually and I about. would know if they had, but you can't you can't show that there's any data at all to support your claim there. None. Okay. Yeah, you're just as far as you are aware, that's what you're as far as you were aware, is there any data at all that supports your position? I have heard of that. Yeah, I, I have heard of studies. Can you cite a study for me? This. I cannot off the top of my head. I'm can sorry. you? Can you? Given time to do it later, can you? Can you go Google it and find a peer-reviewed study where there is? Perhaps I've, I've heard that there are parts of Americans? the Cherokee. I've I've heard there are parts of the Cherokee tribe. You've heard. Oh, that's got to be convincing. So that that's kind of that that uh, kind of contradicts I'm, your original opening statement, called, doesn't it? About personal experience, you don't trust somebody else's personal experience, but now it becomes what you've heard. Well. Yeah, I'm going to trust me your evidence, Kyle. I'm going to trust my own study. If I were to go out there and personally DNA test them myself, then I'm going to trust that more than I'm going to trust someone else's because that's something I've experienced and tested for myself because other people out there can fudge I the results. And you, people are, I didn't are, realize you did genetic studies yourself. Uh, if I did, I could, yeah. Anyone can do so genetic when you studies claim, if you learn. When you claim that there is archaeological evidence, when you claim that there is genetic evidence, then you are claiming that there is peer-reviewed studies you can now source, you can link for me, that you can cite for me, and I can go look these up and read them and even and even test their results to some degree. That's that's what you're saying. But there, in fact, every, every time you've said that this evidence exists, there is, as yet, so far as we know, no evidence to support you at all. There's not one study from anybody, any study anywhere, either for the, the city of 7 million people or for the, the Jewish ancestry of any tribe of Native Americans for steel and the armor, or the steel armor and the battlefield for, for horses that Native Americans are riding. None of that. There's not a scrap of evidence for any of it that you can point to. Is that correct? That you are aware of. I can say that. That you are aware of. You claimed it. You claimed several times that there is such, we've, we've been finding this evidence all the time, but you can't show any of it can you you don't need to yell at me okay relax i don't like relax. liars you said you so we're we're, we're we're running in circles again we're day. back at that other no. question again so you, i'd like to find all this uh, evidence all the time then you could to point to it Shh. and relax. you can't relax uh, <laughs> okay so uh lost my spot here we go um delano Jones, I hope I said that right, $5. Do you know what a heretic is? How would you be able to show your belief is true from a false prophet or liar? I, I am aware of a heretic. And so that was kind of one of my big claims. I did a video about how the, the globe earth is heresy and because it, it it's contrary to what the Bible teaches. On that, we will agree. The Bible is wrong because it preaches a flat earth and we can prove that that's not true. I would love to get into a flat earth debate with you at another time. So I would if love you, to if be you there do for this it. badly on this debate. It would be difficult to see us ever doing another one. So Forrest okay. Clay for four ninety nine, Bruce R. McConkie said the Catholic Church was the whore of Babylon in Mormon doctrine. Mm -hmm. I think he's he's telling you this guy. Well, if we're both saying the same thing and Catholics aren't saying that about themselves then you're not both saying the same thing. 
I don't deny that there are many people out there who believe that, and that's how they uh, that's how they interpret it. Okay, um, but the, Ozen the talks. Book of Mormon itself doesn't specifically say that. Sorry, go ahead. It's okay. So Ozen talks with another five dollars. Looking at you, Kyle. You claimed there were infinite gods, infinite humans, and an infinite plane, an infinite flat plane. In our debate, anyone infinite can fact check plane. it. Okay, or, I, I look forward to a timestamp on that where I said, in, where I specifically said, infinite flat plane. All right. Well, it sounds like there's a round two in the, in the works there. Maybe <laughs> we got Borp for five dollars. It's all capitals. Maybe it's just B-O-R-P, but anyways, $5. Before me, there was no God formed. Neither shall there be after me. How do justify this knowing the Mormon doctrine states you can become a God? Okay, it's not can become. It's, it is you are, just as Jesus taught. Ye are gods, okay? And before God, there was no, because that's because, uh, yeah, our Heavenly Father has always existed. He is an infinite being. You, there is no before infinity. Okay. Uh, Martingale, $10 for Kyle. I'm a Native American from Central America, in brackets, Mayan. We weren't Mormon before Columbus. Christianity was forced onto us by the Spaniards. You're just spewing neo-colonists' talking points. Okay, well, he has a different belief than I do. I, I look at the evidence of the blood on the doorways, and that was, as far as I'm aware of, that wasn't put there by by Cortez and, and his group. If you can't describe, define what a god is as distinguished from what is not a god, to tell who or what is a god versus what or who or what isn't a god, then it's meaningless to say that we are gods. The word okay, has well, to mean I, something. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I, we had this discussion earlier about how I don't believe your dog is a god. But you can't give it's a, a reason. Totally different why. species. Why? Well, I. Yeah. Yeah. It's different species. That is why. But it isn't. Uh, All right. You were claiming that you are the same species as a dog. Okay, let's go no, on. I'm not saying that, even remotely. It's, it sounds like it. You said. I, I asked you, is does so God is any white guy? Okay, and you, I didn't, you didn't answer that one. I said I, that's not what I said, and so uh, the human being, human is being. Uh, and where yeah. does it specify that that's what a God is? Where does any doctrine specify that that's what a God is? Okay. Uh, yeah, it's the, ye are the offspring of God is so a huge thing. What distinguishes thing, right? gods from reverse the letters dogs? Okay, mankind being human, humans don't have offspring of dogs. Okay, dogs are not the offspring okay. of man. So okay? Homo erectus are gods. So yeah, being human is being yeah, having so the image of that, God. That, that is, includes Homo erectus. Homo erectus. Yeah. Uh, I, as far as I, well, I don't know. What are you talking about? I, I'm not familiar enough with Homo erectus. Well, we have to, we have to have some kind of di discernment about what is a god, what isn't a god, 
And mm -hmm. you're saying arbitrarily that we are the same species, but I don't think you even understand what species means. I mean, most creationists will accept that speciation happens. So when you when you have one original parent species that then becomes two or more daughter species, um, did they suddenly, one of them become gods? Did one of them stop being gods? We have to have a meaning of what a god is, and it obviously isn't tied to their species. Okay, well, I greatly disagree. I think God is disagree, a species. But again, for no reason. You can't give a reason. I did give a reason. So no, just you because didn't. you okay, well, gave an opinion. All right, it was well, not I based greatly on disagree. Reason. I greatly disagree on that whole matter. You and greatly so I, disagree for no reason. You can't give a reason. I did give a reason. You I just did give a reason. reason. You didn't. You said, I you gave said a reason. arbitrarily your opinion. Well, they're different species, but species it's, isn't it's right the there. Okay, the author. Okay, the authors who use the terms end up defining the term as they use them, and so it's not me. But saying, the yeah, same people also argued, like they did in the Valadoid debate in in the in the sixteenth century, when they were arguing that Native Americans were not actual people, that they were soulless, thoughtless, talking animals in human guise. And they had a and and the, the Catholic missionaries were having a, a formal debate over this, over whether Native Americans were human. So if you're going to have a debate like that, well then we if they're going to determine what a human is, we have to have a definition for what a human is in order to determine that, and we have to have a definition of what a god is, since it obviously isn't tied to their species. Okay, you're just uh, you're kind of feeling like you're saying a bunch of stuff through a blender right now. All right. Well, then I'm sure on from that your point, perspective, let's just sounds that go way, to the next that's question. Why I you. So uh, this next question, uh, I'm going to apologize in advance for the person's names uh, or the person's name. Edith Hecu. Sorry, it's it's a hard one for me there, but uh, they give five dollars super chat uh, to ask: Do you agree with the previous mainstream interpretation of the Book of Mormon that black people are born black as a curse for their sin? I don't believe black people are born <laughs> black because of a curse. Awesome. Uh, from Hate Stairs, five dollars. Kyle, do you know what a meta-analysis is and why they are important? A meta-analysis. That's not part of my vocabulary at this time. Okay. Martin Gale again, another ten dollars. Uh this one for Kyle again. There's no archaeological evidence that shows that any religion except our own had any influence in the construction of our temples. Those who were our accomplishments, not yours. Those were our accomplishments, not yours. I don't know what he's talking about. Our own, who's our? I'm all, I'm very confused. Uh, he didn't give enough um, background so context. Mart, well, Martin Gale earlier uh, declared that they were a Native American. Okay, I didn't claim that. Yeah, I didn't claim that. Uh, what he was saying was mine. I never, I never claimed ownership of, of, his temples. Okay. Um, As anyone, let me just ask this point blank because I, I don't want you to twist it into something else that I didn't say. 
Has anyone ever found genetic data implying a Jewish or Semitic ancestry for any tribe of Native Americans ever? I can't point you to any specific studies at this time. You can't say that there's any evidence to support. There's no genetic evidence that you know of that supports that. Can you make that admission? No, because I've heard of it. And so, but I can't point you to any specific studies. So you're contradicting the answer you just gave. That's so not now, contradicting. Now you've reversed your answer, so saying that you you've heard. Oh, this has nothing to do with his question evidence. either. Okay. So you've so you've heard that there is that evidence. There is evidence. I've I've heard of evidence, but I haven't really gone out and researched it for myself. Well, and I so think I'm it's time to go out and research that. And I want to do a follow up on this, where I'm going to give you a month, and then I'm going to come up and I'm going to look at your channel, and I'm going to make a subsequent follow up video to show whether you ever coughed up any of this evidence, and would you admit it? that you couldn't find any genetic data at all to support a Semitic ancestry for any tribe of Native Americans, North or South America, neither one. Okay. Okay. And if I don't find it in a month, yeah. And then also archaeological evidence that you claimed already existed for 7 million people, pre-Columbian Native Americans, North America. Okay. I didn't claim that. I recorded it. In the, in the debate with Bryce, it's in the video. You want to see the, the exact verbatim quote. It was show your evidence, Kyle. You can see it on my channel, 15,000 views a month ago. Okay. Yeah. I, I've i never claimed. Yeah. There are different I, evidence I, I of people. Verbatim. living. I don't, I, don't, I don't just quote you. I play the recording. Oh, great. I'm, I'm glad. And so I, I'll look it up. Uh, I'll try and find your channel and look it up and, if you if you wanted to, you could play it here, and I can give the context to it. Well, yeah, we're we're coming up on time now. I don't think okay. we're gonna we're we're not gonna. <laughs> I I want to entertain it, but we're not gonna. Okay. <laughs> um, we got a couple more here to go. Uh, experiments and prebiotic chemistry. That's the questioner's name. Five dollars. If mind body dualism is false, then none of the major religions are true. Please comment, Arn. That's true. There's no support for mind-body dualism, neither in neuroscience nor in even in philosophy. We know that all the major stories in the Bible did not happen. Adam and Eve didn't happen. The Tower of Babel didn't happen. The Exodus didn't happen. The global flood didn't happen. We know and can show and can prove that none of these things happened as described. And they're not even possible. His position was that Mormonism could only be true if Christianity was true. Christianity is not true because Christianity would depend based on a literal interpretation of the Bible, which here in the United States, that is the common term. But we know that the basis, the foundation for Western Trinitarian fundamentalist Christianity is, you know, biblical literalism. And we know that these stories are false. We know that. We can prove it. I'm glad you believe science proves things. Again. Again using the methods that the legal terms and definitions that I just gave you earlier. Okay. That's still okay. a heads up be- uh, better uh, claim than a lot of the people have gone up against in the past. So yeah, I applaud you for at yeah, least given that if to- we were in a court yeah. case, I would win that court case. I'm not saying scientific proof because science only considers proof to be in mathematics, but in a legal proceeding, now we can we, we can resort to an overwhelming preponderance of evidence beyond reasonable doubt. Then we can do that. 
And that's okay. what I'm talking about doing. That's what we're doing with the debate. Science debates are not done this way. Where you do a, like a live presentation. No, you would submit your data. You would submit the supportive evidence. And if you can't do that, then the, the response would be, you failed to show that there is a support, that there is a foundation for your belief system. You just said that subjective impressions, that doesn't count. That's really honestly what the response would be. You you were unable to sort, uh, to cite any archaeological evidence. You were unable to cite any genetic evidence. You were unable to, to, to reconcile any of the contradictions, any of the facts and evidence that Joseph Smith was convicted of fraud, that he failed that he falsely translated a book that we know was was done falsely. You're just ignoring all the evidence against you, but that doesn't work in a scientific debate, which would not be done live. It'd be done in writing. Okay. okay. Yeah. I, again, I greatly disagree with you, but go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Again, it Here doesn't matter. You're, when you say you greatly disagree, it means you're wrong and you don't care. Okay. So last question. Lord, it's probing time. Six 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 spends six dollars and sixty six cents to say, Kyle, have you actually tried asking an actual physicist about star formation rather than an engineer? Hmm. I've gone and talked to. I've been reaching out to everyone. Trust me, and I'm still continually doing that. I've been doing a lot of interviews over at uh, the local college to me, and I'm branching out as far as I can, talking about star formation. Uh, about how gas doesn't clump together in a vacuum, as NASA claims it does. Yeah, but of course we're also talking about massive, supermassive gravity, and we're also talking about plasma. That gravity has to come from somewhere. Of, which is a fourth state of matter, literally not gas. Mm -hmm. And that gravity has to come from somewhere. So stars clumping together are caused by gravity, which you, comes you from stars clumping, er, atom, gas clumping together at circular reason. Every hydrogen atom has its own gravity, right? Every hydrogen atom has its own gravity. Right. Yeah, and so uh, okay. If, therefore, gas should clump together in a vacuum on it's Earth, like the, but that's again, not what we observe. We're talking about plasma, which is a fourth state of matter, literally not gas. Okay. And so you're saying if you were to put plasma into a vacuum it's going to clump together but on we're, earth we're not even talking about a vacuum because there's there is no pure vacuum okay and so yeah our so things our we vacuum could discuss chambers. at another time okay if i ever feel like just i would love to try to reason with you but i don't know that how i don't know how i could do that in a in a real real time uh uh communication like this that wouldn't seem abusive yeah well yeah you've already been yelling at me quite a bit as it is so yeah, yeah I, I, I don't suffer abuse. fools well and you've been profoundly foolish okay and that right there is more abuse so there we go is it well statement of fact let's just that, stop you've made, there you've made claims we have no you super chats left claims more abuse. Uh, so i'm just gonna mute that chat there uh so that i can make some closing remark uh once again anyone who lives in the dallas area planning to move to the dallas area or is just wants somewhere nice to go in the month of november november 4th and 5th get your tickets for the live event um, on stage where arn Ra will also be in attendance uh also your favorite moderator james will be there as well as many other debaters 
uh, will be there too. Uh, gentlemen, thank you so much for coming out here. Uh, I felt this would be a fairly electric debate early, and uh, I feel like it was. Um, the audience was very intrigued, and the chat was moving like a train tonight. Uh, so have a great night, the both of you. Arn, have fun on November 4th and 5th. Uh, sure I if will. If anyone has anything to say before they walk out. Yeah, my, my channel was deleted by YouTube and I had to restart it. And so you can now find me at, uh, just type in Kyle Adams, abolish NASA, and you'll find me. So that's the way to find me now. All right. So that's how you find Kyle now. Um, I believe we'll get that updated in the uh, comments down below uh, at a later time. It just wasn't time before the debate today. Um, so I'll let these two gentlemen go. Uh, modern day debate, guys, I'll come right back in just a few minutes and I'll give you guys uh, some updates and I'll talk to you guys for the first time ever. Uh, so just bear with me. I shall return. <laughs>